1: Hello, Stradio Lab listeners. It's announcement time once again. Beep beep, <laughs> beep beep. I'm just putting this thing here to let you know that we have a live show coming up at the Bell House on July 8th at 7:30 p.m. Which, if you don't know, it's in Brooklyn, New York. We're gonna have special guests that we're so excited about. Um, friends, of the show. Say, I would say the theme of the special guests. Stradio Lab All Stars. Sure all-stars, villains, heroes, you know, a little bit of both. And it's going to be the end of our season two. So uh, we'd love for you to come celebrate with us and it'll be really fun, I hope. No, I know. I know. Why would I say that? Oh my Shut God, up. You're
0: being so insecure.
1: I mean, so insecure. it's going to be iconic. It's going to be the best night ever. And as we
0: said in a previous pre-recorded announcement, we're also going to all party afterwards. <laughs> it's true. And now you go, you say yours. And then the second thing we have to announce is that Well, what would a season be without a earnestness bonanza to top it all off? So if you're listening to this, you either have one or two (laughs) normal episodes left. And then after that will be our earnestness bonanza, which will come out the last Tuesday of June. I'm not going to look up what that date is. You're going to have to do that yourself. So make sure to get all your questions in. Email us at stradiolab at gmail.com. The way earnestness bonanza works is that we answer questions that listeners sent in, that's right, earnestly.
1: Yeah, we sort of drop the bit for a while and just sort of answer questions as earnestly as we possibly can. And while we're on the topic, if you subscribe to our Patreon, you'll get that literally once a month. Yeah, I think that's it. I think we did our announcements. Come to the show, submit your questions and enjoy the episode. Enjoy
0: the episode.
1: Bye. Bye. Okay, podcast starts now. What's up, everybody? Across the globe, you are listening to... And and can I just say hooty-hoo to all our glamour girls. And let's start there. Hooty-hoo to all our glamour girls. Today more than ever. We... Today is a... Sure, I don't know what the phrase means, but let's say it's a red-letter day. A red-letter day. And that red
0: letter is a giant letter N.
1: Oh. (laughs) For Nori,
0: sorry. (laughs) Oh,
1: my God. It's like... (laughs) I, (laughs) I mean, you know... I tried. No, I, I understand what you're going for. I just think,
0: yeah. No, it's bad. It's like, of all the letters, it really that's is like not That's like the, the best one letter one to, that you maybe no, don't want it, to like. it's tough. It's, it, yes. I mean, it, you know, language is so complicated, and every day I'm learning new words. Yeah. Well, the, you're Greek, and so, like, um, sort of... Well, English is my second language. So, so... I was, in fact, in an ESL program in New Jersey, and that's something not a lot of our listeners can say.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well... <laughs> But it is a big day for many reasons. I think it's a big day because it is our season finale before our postscript with, with which is going to be uh, our earnestness bonanza. But this is the last, you know, normal episode of the guest of the season. It is also a banner day because it is Nori's second time on the pod and she is one of the most requested people for a second time. And it is the kickoff of Summer. And my goal is by the end of this episode to have decided what girl summer this summer is.
1: Oh, my God. Well, I do remember back in the spring we or maybe it was even late winter. We talked about we do feral girl summer. We did like forgetful girl summer. Forgetful girl summer. Oh, well,
0: it's actually fitting then that I don't remember. (laughs) So, I mean, as everyone remembers, summer of 2021 was cliff girl summer or was that 2020 it was cliff girl summer so cliff girl summer is the girl who takes the photo on a cliff and she risks her life to get the shot
1: yeah and she's jumping in the like jumping off the cliff into the water taking like an instagram video with sort of like light techno playing behind it and maybe some yes there's a video filter on it that makes it look like old footage even though it's clearly not and Mm -hmm. there's a caption that says like live Out loud right and she's She's sitting at an infinity pool but it's not Safe she could trip (laughs) yeah So that was cliff girl summer but We learned that when you're on The cliff sometimes you do fall And sometimes you do hurt yourself and I Think many listeners and Even hosts of this podcast Were hurt that summer by Sort of the rush of the cliffs Yes I mean that was a summer I had to cancel a trip Because I got a cold (laughs) That was the summer that we snapped back in the other direction so hard, exactly, that I lost my sense of self. I became just an absolute mess, and not in a way that, in a way that I'm still reeling from, actually. Yeah, I mean, in retrospect, it's
0: like, well, what did you expect? If we were, we're literally telling all our listeners, go find the first cliff you can think of, and literally, <laughs> and and literally. Kind of dangle off, of, like, go right to the edge and take a photo.
1: Obviously, that's not going to end well.
0: No. I mean, we were too excited. We were drunk off of the Pfizer COVID
1: vaccine. Yes. But this Girl summer, we're a little more, what's the word? We're more cautious. We've learned some lessons. And we're also businesswomen. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're the yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like. This this summer is very, it's like the party
0: girl. Your Your friend from college who was a party girl, who was Cliff girl,
1: now is randomly dating a guy named Jake? Yeah. And she's like so swamped because no one knows how, but it actually worked out for her. And she like owns a PR company that's like in high demand. Uh, wait, this is actually
0: crazy because I met a girl exactly like this who does own her own <laughs> PR company. And I was like, I met her and I was like, Wow, like, what you know? I mean, she was obviously a, a, a breath of fresh air, and I just thought, wow. Well, I hope I'm never in the boardroom with her. <laughs> Turns out, she owns her own PR company, <laughs> so there, there's something, you know, it, it's not as viscerally exciting as cliff. Girl, no. of course, you're not literally jumping off a cliff. But you know what you are doing is funding your vacation with money you
1: made from your business. Yeah, and and, and don't get me wrong. There's ups and there's downs, but th- for me, I feel like the biggest down of this forgetful girl is that she's so focused on like the big sale coming up where mm-hmm. she's like putting the package together for Dove Soap about how everybody is actually randomly beautiful. And she she was the one who thought she of that. thought of that. And but she actually Jake while she is staying at the office late, Jake is at Chateau Marmont alone mm-hmm. with one candle yeah. because uh, she forgot his birthday dinner. Yeah. Well, it's kind of she's a cautionary tale, but also
0: a slay queen. <laughs> so, you know, she's kind of at the point where something's got to give. She's overwhelmed. Yes, and yes. we don't know what that is. Like, she, it, it, because th- this is, I do think, the spirit of the summer. We're all we have. We all have too much going on. We're overwhelmed. We are crushing it in business and also <laughs> slaying it in our personal lives. And yeah. also, we have an expensive vacation planned to Italy. Yes. And All something's of got to give. And something's got to give. And so you know, because the, the 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 results could be dire. I mean, we're talking accidentally forgetting to feed your dog. We're talking, uh, you know, for, again, forgetting Jake's birthday. We're talking, <laughs> not putting something right in your calendar and showing up at eight thirty to a dinner that started yeah at six. Oh You've God, it. you missed it, girl. You're showing up with the bag. You're like, oh my God, i I got a gift.
1: I'm so responsible, sweetheart. They've already had dessert. <laughs> I have to say, speaking of Forgetful Girl Summer, just yesterday, I signed on to this very Zoom to try to record this podcast, and it was today. I I was a day early to do this podcast, and I was like, oh my god, I'm too focused on the Dove campaign. I've completely mixed up my days, and I've prepared all morning for this podcast. It's not even today.
0: I got a notification, you know, because it's my, I own the meeting, not to, <laughs> not to insert my, you know, not to make myself the leader of this operation. But mm-hmm. I, one of my roles is setting up the Zoom. And so I got a, I got an email that said Sam Taggart has joined your Zoom. And I said, God, he's successful. <laughs> Imagine being so successful that you join the Zoom on a wrong day because you have so many, so many uh, meetings
1: with investors that you're just like unable to really contain it all. I mean, uh, it's overwhelming. It's forgetful girl summer business. Sorry, Jake, but yeah, you're yeah. gonna have to. Eat. It, you're you're. Maybe we can celebrate your 32nd birthday tomorrow.
0: Right. But I think that's key. Is like it's forgetful girl summer, not because she's a mess, but because she's too successful. Yeah, she's in high demand. We're actually. I actually have an all-time low tolerance for people who are <laughs> messes without being a small business owner. <laughs> like like, everyone has stepped it up. And now we have committed to too much.
1: Yeah. No, George, you bring up a really good point. If you you are messy, if you are late, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, hey, show me your calendar. Right. And if it's not booked wall to wall with investor meetings, then I'm going to (laughs) be like, you need to fix your life because you're actually just being late for late sake. Yeah, you can't. (laughs) Right. You basically like
0: you have to have a reason for being late. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, and I think like. Forget for Girl summer is both joyous in that there's so much going on and you're really kind of, you have this zest for life, but it's also stressful. Oh yes. This is not going to be a relaxing summer, No, you stupid bitch. <laughs> Let go of that, first and Let foremost. Let go of that. You're never gonna get it not this maybe 2023 we don't know yet because we haven't yet decided what the theme of that summer is and we don't know what's gonna happen between now and then
1: but for 2022 you're gonna be busy and you're gonna be overwhelmed yeah, and you're forgetting things and things that are important but what a what a beautiful forgetful girl does is when when she forgets jake's birthday yeah she mm-hmm. then like comes home with like a little cake
0: oh that is so sweet right because she's so what she does. She still covers her bases. She still cares. Yes. Well, because guess what? Everyone's a client. That's her motto, her motto. Her. This is her motto. It's everyone's a client. So like that's and that's kind of she's also working on a book concept and it's titled Everyone's a Client. And It's kind of like how to treat everyone in your life as though they are a client. So it's like, OK, you drop the ball. You have to circle back. You miss a meeting. Then you have to surprise them with something the next meeting. Um, you you don't do well on a pitch document, then you take the feedback from the client slash boyfriend slash even parent and work it into a revised pitch
1: draft I everyone's a client everyone's okay wait this is perfect everyone's a client and then tagline from public relations to personal relations I have chills. <laughs> I cannot
0: believe this. Everyone's a client is literally the memoir slash business advice book by a girl who was a party girl, then owned her own PR company, and now wants to be a kind of um, talking head, not talking head, but, you know, kind of a... a, She's like getting interviewed in like Teen Vogue. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, She is in this transitional period where she still has all her responsibilities as a PR executive, but also all her responsibilities as a kind of I don't want to use the term influencer because that cheapens it because she's so much more than that But she's a a thought leader, I would say
1: She's a a culture leader. She's like someone that you can reference and people will know who you're talking about Exactly. And it's sort of like, well, and then people will be like, well, what is she? she, What's her deal? And it's like, well, she's like a New York figure. Like that's what people will say yeah. And then of course, like
0: Listen, there's gonna be backlash to the idea everyone's a client, obviously. Like, people are gonna be like, oh, this is neoliberal. This is like, I can't believe she's framing personal relationships in terms of business relationships. That's so problematic. And it's like, do you think she hasn't thought about that? Like, how stupid do you think she is? This is a woman who ran her own business. You think she didn't think about the fact there would be backlash? You think she didn't do it on purpose so that it would create more buzz for her book and social revolution? And ensuing festival in, that's right,
1: Arizona. Grow up. She's got it covered. Because, yeah, she forgot Jake's birthday, but that's because her mind is too focused on freaking business. And she's always saying, like,
0: we need to get that done before Arizona. (laughs) That's actually one of her main catchphrases.
1: Everyone's a client and we need to get that done before Arizona. (laughs) Okay. Oh, my
0: God. We have to bring in our guest. I can't believe I feel high right now. I'm... On drugs. And the fact that the guest we're about to bring is literally the ultimate forgetful girl <laughs> in the positive sense is actually, I mean, that kind of synergy hasn't happened since the original forgetful girl founded her company and signed the big client, which we will reveal at a later date.
1: So without further ado, please give a glamour girl hooty who for Nori Reed. Hi. <laughs>
3: Oh my god! Finally, you're oh here. Oh my god, you're yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Um, I <laughs> forgot how much of like a girl boss sleigh podcast this was. I
0: forgot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. People forget, but we actually have like really toxic opinions.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of good business advice that I've been I've been writing down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. It is
0: first and foremost a business podcast.
3: Yeah.
1: A women in business
0: podcast women in business podcast and we kind of um we kind of push women to their limits <laughs> we encourage them business wise business wise yeah yeah business wise oh. like you know we're kind of like you know women come to us for business yeah. advice and, and we kind of instinctively say you're not Mm-mm. doing enough yeah nobody wants to work nobody <laughs> wants to work these days <laughs> Um Nori how the fuck are you?
2: I'm yeah, good. truly. Let's uh, start there.
3: I'm good. I'm like I'm just living in LA like just you know everything's cool. Everything's really cool in the world. So yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We do
0: have to address the fact that we made you turn off <laughs> your AC two separate times okay. and I'm like really, I I'm very stressed that you're like getting progressively hotter and hotter and hotter, and potentially by the end of this podcast, you'll be just sweating up a storm.
3: You know, at first, I when you made me turn off my AC, I wasn't happy. I'm gonna be honest about right. that. But um, but now that I understand that you're just pushing women to their <laughs> limits, I like completely now understand like what the lesson yeah. is, and I I get right. it. I get it now. So I'm actually okay Uh with the fact that I'm going to test out and see, like, how far I can go before I, like, pass out.
1: Yeah. Well, we always say, like, what does the AC represent? Like,
0: you have Mm. to leave your
1: comfort zone.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah.
1: If you want to actually, like, break into business in a big way, you cannot be comfortable. And you cannot get comfortable because as soon as you get comfortable, you get lazy. Yeah, you have to be constantly physically (laughs) uncomfortable. Otherwise, you will never succeed.
0: I
3: met – once I met this speaker and she was, like, really cool and she once told me, like – AC adult child (gasps) yeah like literally like turning on the Mm -hmm. AC what are you? you're an adult child and the more I think about that the more I'm like okay it's time to turn it off you know wow mm -hmm.
1: yeah did this actually happen? yeah (laughs) yeah, it
0: did yes Sam it it actually happened of course it happened you think women can't think of
3: catchphrases on the spot? Why would I? Why would I lie about that? That obviously oh, happened. Oh, oh,
0: Sam is like, are you sure that wasn't a man who told you that?
3: <laughs> Sam, uh, it obviously happened. It was a conference about. Um, well, you can't even remember because you go to so many. Yeah, just getting really. It's getting hot in here, so it's like sometimes it's like hard <laughs> yeah, to like yeah, think yeah. of stuff, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, it is like over one hundred and twenty degrees where yeah, you are. Um, always. That is interesting. You know, what. <laughs> do, you, do you think turning the heating on mm. in the winter is childish, or is that more adult? Is it more childish to be cold or hot? This is an
1: eternal question.
3: <laughs> yeah. that is so interesting, and I think important, and obviously important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I might. V- I on think right my now, vote yeah. is it's more immature to be hot.
0: I kind of agree.
3: I think I, I'm not positive on this
0: it's more mature to be hot i mean being hot you know you're thinking you know you're on a beach on vacation you're at a resort whereas being cold it's like you are braving the cold because you have to go to the big meeting i mean that's 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 real
3: like you're exploring something and it's really really cold but you have to keep going
0: yeah do you think that global warming is just because we're all a planet full of
3: children yeah it's all connected. If you really connect yeah. the dots, you really see that it's there's dots that are connected.
0: Yeah. I've always yeah. said that.
3: Yeah,
0: no. and I, You know, it's like yeah. it's this prolonged adolescence, like American culture and reality TV. Yeah. You know, yeah. We're, we're all like mm. we're all such children. And it's like, well, the earth is responding to that by being like, well, I'm sure these spoiled brats want me to get even hotter so we mm. don't have to, mm-hmm. um, you know, put on layers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You want to stop global warming? Stop adult men from wearing Captain America (laughs)
3: t-shirts. Absolutely. (laughs) Wow. This is deep stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nori, um, how do you feel being sort of back in the hot seat?
3: Yeah. How does it feel? You know, I think, like, I'm... I'm back in the hot seat and I think that I'm a little bit less relatable now than I was the last time I was here. So it's like, yeah, I'm having a hard time, you know, just like things have things have been good, which is really uncomfortable because mm-hmm. it's such a hard, bad time right now. Yeah. For mm-hmm. most Americans.
1: Right. So that's why you have to censor yourself because you have all these mm-hmm. like business corporate. Uh, you're partnered with a lot of important people. So it's sort of like you can't speak out or else you'll lose your funding. Yeah,
3: I don't want to like, you know, I feel like, I don't want to Marie Antoinette Mm -hmm. it.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Well, you've kind of forgotten how to, you've gotten in trouble so much for talking about your life Mm -hmm. as though it's relatable. But then the things you're saying are kind of like, that feel when you're in the penthouse, though. And then people will comment on your Instagrams and be like, class trader."
3: Yeah, like my tweets are not getting as much engagement anymore because I tweet stuff like, when that, you know, like, oh, when the Prada bag, like reflects the wrong way. Yeah. You know, and people yeah. and people are like, what? And I'm like, yeah. oh. And then I, I do hashtags like, you know, gun reform and stuff like that. And people just don't get it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, because you have a consultant that told you, like, okay, if you're gonna post about your Prada bag, then at least do a little political at hashtag. At least do a
3: little hashtag that shows that you're connected. Right. But if yeah. you don't
0: mind me saying you're not really doing it in the right way. So it'll mm. literally be like when the Prada bag doesn't yeah. reflect correctly, yeah, exactly. hashtag gun reform, and mm-hmm. it's you can't just like combine two separate things. Oh, I thought they like kind of like cancel each other out
3: so that it's right. All good. No, I,
0: yeah, I, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you feel like now that you're less relatable, mm. you feel less free to speak your mind?
3: Um, I think I'm definitely not as happy if that answers the question, yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. I think like being. I feel like the hustle of comedy is the best part. Wow. And then when you get things, it just really, you guys, you guys just, you like actually like you stop recording. You're like, Hey, we're going to, we're actually going to stop it now. Like the podcast, you're like, we're actually done. We're done. No,
0: this is like, you're being more vulnerable. This is actually genius. I mean cuz that's this is the ultimate not being relatable is actually complaining about yes. how it's worse to be successful than to be unsuccessful.
3: That's what I mean is like you're not allowed to complain about the annoyances and the frustrations of success. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest about that. What's yeah. well, the most like like annoying it, part?
0: Yeah, what is the most uh, annoying thing?
3: Don't um you're baiting me. You're baiting <laughs> me into talking about it. Well, <laughs> you did bring it up oh. <laughs> I
1: will say Sort of unprompted We were sort of, we were right. kind of, sort of not uh, talking about anything real oh, sort of f- Yeah you sort of launched out. Yeah into we were it. just joking around And mm. then
0: you made it into more of like a like heart a weird. to heart yeah. Oprah interviewing Meghan and Harry That was all scripted by the way Type thing <laughs> oh, Yeah
3: no I mean
1: uh, Do
0: you relate to Meghan Markle?
3: Yes a lot What's she like in real life? I, have I met her? I have not met her. You're, I thought well, you were working no on a project I, with her for Netflix. No, I, <laughs> I relate to her.
0: Yeah, but maybe this is in public. But like I, and maybe you don't want to talk about it. But like I did hear that they partnered her with you because she's working on this this stuff for Netflix, and they needed like a seasoned comedy writer because Megan, like, thinks she's funny. Weirdly, yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, again, I know I don't want to immediately offend you, but like I have heard all those projects have been stuck in development now for months and it seems like they're not really going anywhere so what's the deal there
3: so we we met we did meet via zoom that's why i right. said i didn't know her because uh, okay. it's yeah. you know just because you zoom with someone doesn't mean you know them i think people need to learn about that because there's a lot of, <laughs> yes. there's a lot of like oh i met this person and it's like no you zoomed right yeah. you know what i mean so i'm not going to claim that but we did zoom um our reps set it up and we talked a little bit And, you know, I'm going to say that she she doesn't get it. Right. I think that's what's difficult. She doesn't get it.
0: There's so much goodwill. You know, Americans so badly Mm -hmm. want her to be this kind of leader, you know, this kind of voice that they that they can trust. And sure, she's good when she's being interviewed by Oprah. But can she develop a successful multicam sitcom? (laughs)
3: Exactly. Exactly that's what I've been trying to say. It's like can you do like can you do a rule of threes moment. Right. <laughs> if you can't do rule of threes you can't rule Hollywood. That's <laughs> what I have always said. That's what I've always said. That wow. is one of your main that's things what you say. Always that's said. What, and it's and it's worked. I mean that's it's literally
1: <laughs> yeah. worked. You rule Hollywood because you yeah. came up with, you do rule of threes.
3: Can I just back up and say, and just take control of this this narrative? Yeah, that the me being successful thing is very much not true. I'm not, I'm actually, in the grand scheme of things, I'm not very successful. Wow. Well, and I just wanted to make you right. uh, I just want the listeners I want the listeners to understand that this is more of a a bit, and it's it's uh it's really me processing and um processing uh, a weird shame and guilt right around. Working in the industry in ways that may not feel the most authentic,
0: you feel like you are suddenly implicated in systems that before you're outside of.
3: Thank you, thank you, George. That's that's literally what's happening. And and I on on stage and in stand up, I'm kind of like toying with that. Yeah, and I'm I'm I make jokes right now about being like trans rich and like what that means and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like that's the realness of it is that I just like. That's what's happening, but I'm actually not very successful. I'm I'm not a, a a successful person. So don't if you're worried about that, if you're listening, don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, it, it sounds, sounds successful. successful. I don't um, know. It
1: sounds like backpedaling, it sounds oh, like sort uh, of I'm not really.
3: Trying okay. to pretend
1: you're part of the, you know, comedy like, open you can't mic class. Listen, have it fast. Fast listen like, the
3: other day I I was filling my car with gas. And I looked at how much it was. And you know what I said? I said, boy, that's a lot. I said, boy, that's a lot of money. That's that's a lot of money up there. That's expensive gas. I said and the, that. And then what did you say? Yeah. And then you
1: said... But who cares? I'm
0: rich. No. Yeah. And then you burned no. a twenty dollar bill.
3: You can't prove that <laughs> for
0: your fans on TikTok. You actually posted it yeah, on TikTok. Yeah, that's what we well, can't. And then when it. people oh, no. started <laughs> coming for you, you deleted it and then posted <laughs> again about gun reform. And it's like again, Nori. Like it's not. I it's not a, bag a zero reveal. sum game.
3: I did a bag reveal and I and I did do hashtag <laughs> stop the violence. And I know that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was also awkward because then when you open your bag, it had a handgun in it, and people were like, Nori. <laughs>
3: You're missing the point. Yeah, it was a statement. It was a statement and everybody knows that. No, that's well, a good you love
0: statement. make. You you love making statements. Yeah, it's very Gaga. One of the things your fans like the most about you. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, but I do understand what you're saying about mm. You know you're simply in a different place now than you were the first time you did the podcast. Yeah. And I think we would like to get to a place where you can come on the podcast to check in every time <laughs> there's a change in your status in any way. <laughs> financially speaking
1: yeah so like next tax bracket you have to let us know and you have to come on the podcast yeah instantly. basically yeah. every
0: time you move up a tax bracket and yes you're not like in the you know you're not like in the number one tax bracket but Mm-mm. you have moved up and so like every time you move up you have to come and check in and we have to see like how it's affecting your mental health
3: yeah i i like that i think when okay, i good. sell when i sell something i think i want to come back here and talk about that
0: okay great great we, yeah It is an we have an open door policy specifically for you and maybe a couple of other people, but
1: not for (laughs) everyone. (laughs) And specifically for people that sell something.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, we're also moving. We're in a similar space as you in terms of us as a small business. Yeah. (laughs) Because we are also, uh, you know, yeah, we're not. WTF with Mark Maron, but we're certainly we have a bigger audience now than we did the first time we spoke to you.
2: Absolutely, and we're
1: now also grappling with how to navigate that. Sam, what do you think? Mm. Uh, I think you're completely correct. It's so hard. We used to sort of be podcast industry outsiders tearing down the industry um, from the bottom up, and now sort of we are, I'd say, upper middle class podcast industry, and we are actually part of the system that keeps other podcasters down exactly and we don't live you know we don't
0: live in a penthouse we don't live in Tribeca but we do live in a wealthy suburb of New Jersey (laughs) that's like a commuter (laughs) town for people that work in Manhattan
3: yeah can I ask a question yeah yeah um do you feel like you guys hold the door open for people behind you or do you feel like you close that door Sam
1: I mean, we had Charlie Bardet come and let him talk about his podcast. That's pretty good.
3: <laughs>
0: the
1: fact that you
0: that you are now painting Charlie Bardet as being behind us. No, I mean
1: like in the podcast sense. Oh, oh, yes.
0: In in podcast years, Charlie's podcast is newer than ours. And so we had him on and he promoted it on our podcast.
1: And he talked That's about amazing. how it, it it gave it a little bump.
0: That's right, and, and yes, that's right. he did. He did say that. In other ways, of course, he's ahead, and he should be pulling us towards him. Mm. yeah, but in the only in the one specific in, in podcasting specifically, we pulled him up behind us. okay,
1: yeah. I can't believe you're painting me as someone that was sort of starting to rank people on things other than podcast industry. I, I'm staying in the lane. i'm yeah, I'm just trying to talk about podcasting right now. Here's the thing, though. For every Charlie Bardet,
0: there is someone else who, unbeknownst to us, thinks we didn't pull them up. Oh. And that's, I think, also maybe something, Nori, that you might struggle with is like, you think you're doing a good job day to day. You think you have, you know, you have this open, kind spirit, mm. but you never know who is passing you by and, and has a, d- a different opinion of you.
3: Well, I just feel, I personally feel like trans people are not very funny. And so Nori. it's hard. What, what? You can't. What? Say that. I thought this was a. I didn't you say that this is a safe space. So you think trans people aren't funny? I no, that's not what I said. <laughs> I said that a lot of trans oh. people are not very funny. Okay. Because okay. I am. Well,
0: a lot of cis people aren't very funny.
3: Don't make it about cis people. Okay, fine. You're right. When, why would you make this about cis people? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry. I I tried to center
3: myself. That's so weird. Um, Okay, but anyways, all I'm saying is like you know, I want to hold that door open, and I am holding that door open. But it's like, who's coming? You like who's coming through the door?
0: So you're holding it open, but there is a door.
1: There is a door.
0: You are
3: both (laughs) holding the door open, and you are the bouncer,
1: sort of like checking out
3: people's looks and seeing if
1: they're good enough to get in.
3: Yes, of course the door is open, but of (laughs) course there's going to be someone at the door who's like (laughs) checking. (laughs) <laughs> Who's checking ID and they're che- and they're oh wait okay that that and might vax be the cards? yeah they're checking VAX cards they're checking ID they're checking you know kind of other things you know so of course there's
0: I kind of like that as a policy I, you yeah. know you're leaving
1: the door open but hiring a bouncer absolutely
3: that's beautiful um
1: I can you guys hear my upstairs neighbor just absolutely rocking out
2: no. Not really
1: oh great. That's great. It does it every time (laughs) you do that It does feel like we're gas
0: like me and the guests are gaslighting you because we always say we can't hear it No, and yet it is one of the biggest things in your life that you talk about
1: see This is like how no one knows what's going on Like everyone thinks i'm like so confident and cool recording this podcast and i've actually been dealing with so much Trauma of this man rocking out the entire time and thinking They can hear it and they're being polite by not saying anything but actually i'm ruining the recording but in reality, I'm not. And I even texted you're him not. while we were having this conversation mm-hmm. to be like, could you stop?
0: Oh, I, I thought oh, you were distracted.
3: You're mad uh-huh. at him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're mad at him and you're roping us into it. Yeah, this is not really mm-hmm. our problem. No, I'm solve. not
1: mad at him. I'm literally lifting up his voice. I think like <laughs> talking about opening the door, like I'm like making sure that he gets a platform to play guitar into my podcast. Didn't you just text him to tell him to stop? <laughs> Well, that's because are um, silencing him. There's a, bouncer, <laughs> there's a bouncer holding the door, okay? And they're saying I, you can come in a little, and then you have to leave.
3: Can I just back up a little bit? And just can I back up a little bit? I just Please. want to say that that was a bit. <laughs> trans people are inherently no, funny. Right. Trans people are funny. Like like and to their core, they're a joke, and that's why they're funny. no nor, <laughs> No nori. <laughs> that what? doesn't sound better. No, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, which one is it? I'm sorry. Okay, which one do you want? Because you're giving me all these looks, like I'm saying the no, wrong no. things. So I'm trying to say the right thing. And then you keep looking at me like I'm saying the wrong thing. No, no, we
0: are uplifting you at every point. <laughs> Never have I That's uplifted one,
3: another person more. Trans people are they? the are. I'm saying they are funny. You're, they're funny so, looking. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? Why is I don't,
2: uh, uh,
1: what? Well, should we do our first so,
0: second? <laughs> Nori, what? You know. <laughs> mm. This is why they always take you out of the Out 100 last minute. <laughs> For the last five years, you have been included in the in the Out 100. Yeah. You do the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. You actually look incredible. Yep. You're in head-to-toe Balenciaga. Yep. You look like Kim Kardashian at the they Met. They even go.
3: do the carpet. They let me do the carpet, too. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they let you do the carpet. Yeah. And then as soon as someone
0: yep. asks you a question
1: this kind of rhetoric starts oh, God. they recall the magazine they reprint it it's just I mean it's costly it's bad for the environment honestly five can years just, in a row
3: can I just say that it's it feels so good to make fun of like trans people and stuff like that and then what's what, no, no 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 I'm gonna make it better I'm gonna make it yeah, better yeah, yeah but what I'm saying is that like it sucks because like right now in the country like there is like all of this like really bad stuff happening to trans people. And the worst part of that is it affects my comedy. Right. Like, that's the real victim. It's not the trans kids in Texas. It's me, Nori Reed, because I can't do jokes about trans people because they don't land anymore. Right. Because we are under attack. So I I cannot attack trans people anymore. It's awful.
0: Yeah, it is... And that is the argument you're trying to make when you're interviewed by these out magazines. (laughs) Yes. uh, That's what I tell them. Yeah. These kind of freelancers that never get paid um, Mm. that, you know, you you try to explain this. It's radical. Debacle. But then they, you know, of course, they work at out magazine. So their response is like, so you so do you think Laverne Cox is iconic? And you're like, well, that's not really what this is about. Like, I'm trying to make a more nuanced argument. And they're like, are you gagging?
3: Yeah. (laughs) that's what happens and then when I off they turn off the they turn off the recording thing and they say listen we have an obligation to our to our advertisers right and that's ultimately what you know Ziploc bag <laughs> they're not going to be happy when you yeah. say that trans people are funny looking okay <laughs> right that's, that's not, not very Ziploc it's no, not Ziploc that's, that's, <laughs> that. that's what they always say they say that's not very Ziploc it's not very Ziploc <laughs> And so that's kind of what happens. I'm I just I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy mm-hmm. to be saying the things that I believe, and mm-hmm. to, to be a really for you guys to feel the same way that I feel. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Oh, well, you no, were I nodding. Mean, you were nodding. Everything I said, you got nodding your head. Yes, that's just sort of imply like yes, I'm listening to you. I mean,
0: what Sam isn't saying is that while we were, while, literally while this conversation was happening, we actually landed the Ziploc account. So they're now advertisers. Oh my God. And so it's actually really difficult because I'm kind of torn right now. You know, the paperwork's not official, but I also don't want to say anything that isn't Ziploc in the meantime, because honestly for us, you know, we're an independent podcast. It's a big deal to get the Ziploc account. And like, yes, we want to uplift your voice, but at the same time, if your voice is directly going to cause us to lose a Ziploc account, okay. then maybe that's not worth it for us.
3: Okay. I'll do a redo. I'll do a redo. Okay. Trans people are some of the strongest, most incredible, like, just like cool yes, people that just kind of like know what's up. And if we don't slay that mm. slay on the, on that track, <laughs> to, to the if beat, we
0: don't slay that sleigh on the track of the beat, yeah, then I'm yeah. tearing up. I yeah. don't know what
3: we're gonna do as as America. So go off, trans people. You are you are, period.
0: Yeah, and for all our trans listeners, Ziploc is doing an exclusive giveaway of they have the new bags that have the trans flag on the on the zipper part. Wow, and all proceeds go to Ziploc. Oh. <laughs>
3: Oh, so it's which just like is a huge. pink and blue bag. It just has pink and blue on it? Yeah, so it's yeah. actually
0: just the exact current design of a Ziploc <laughs> bag, which is which is pink and blue. And and all- Ziploc supports the community all year round, not just when it's convenient.
3: Because they, they have those Ziplocs all year round because they exactly, are the yeah, just the, it's just
0: Exactly, yeah. It's the Ziploc bag. bag it yeah. is already oh uh, pink and blue, yeah. So please, please go online and buy a Ziploc bag. To support.
1: Chosen family is so important. And choose to be in the Ziploc family
3: by mm-hmm. buying
1: a bag that is plastic.
0: And, and thank you Nori Reed for being the face <laughs> of Ziploc.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bag. Where do I put my estrogen? <laughs> I put my estrogen in a Ziploc bag baby. That's how I keep my estrogen all together. Zip it up. <laughs> we are who we are. Trans are. Period. Period. <laughs> period <laughs> this summer feel the zip this pride
0: lock her up in a ziplock bag cuz honey it's not gonna open it's so strong so so for pronouns whether it's ziplock no, or bag pronouns open and close she all her throughout
1: gym. He, him they them or bag <laughs> whether you're bag, bag or they them and oh. and don't
0: forget to give a shout out to our mascot for pride zippy
3: zippy zippy, zippy
0: the gender queer bag <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's kind of uh, like we give you the bag. It's up to you what you put inside. Uh, you know, like, know. and then so it's like, and then it's like different. You're actually like, really good at this. I know it's like I should just work in marketing, but it's like <laughs> it's like a she her pin or like a they them yeah. pin. You know, yeah. or both, yeah. like a she and a they in the in the bag. That's a collectible. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um,
0: should we do our first segment? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. We, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, George, mm. will you introduce it?
0: I would be delighted and honored to. Nori Reed. Mm. Beloved guests of this podcast. Our first segment, as you know, is called Straight Shooters, and in it we gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight cultures by giving you a series of rapid fire questions where you have to choose one thing or another thing, and the one rule is you can't ask any follow up questions. Yes, I love this game. Nori? Here is your first question. Cowering to the woke mob or ordering a
1: delicious chicken kebab?
3: Mm. Ordering a delicious chicken kebab.
1: Okay, this one's actually kind of topical based on what we were just discussing. Being out of the closet or being in your bag.
3: (laughs) Being in your bag.
0: (laughs) Okay, Nori. A, B, C, D, E, F, G... Or H I J K L M N O P. (laughs) Yup. Ooh.
3: Yup. Oh my
0: God. Let's start there. Oh my God. Yeah. Let's have that (laughs) conversation.
3: I'm going to go H I J K L M N O P. I think that's right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. J Crew or
1: J Store? Mm. Oh. J Store.
2: Mm.
0: Okay, Nori. Appealing to Middle America? Or going to Oberlin to visit your annoying cousin, Erica?
3: <laughs> Ooh. Um, I went to Kenyon, which is the sister school oh, of fun. Oberlin. Um, uh, so, the, uh, so, so not the Oberlin one, the Middle America one. Appealing the Middle. Yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. Business yes, savvy.
1: Yes. Thank you. Okay. Seven deadly sins or six a <gasps> Six Okay,
0: Nori, watching Top Gun Maverick or literally joining the Marines?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Literally joining the Marines.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Marry the night or divorce the day? (laughs) (laughs) Marry the night. Uh, Stunning. that was so ziploc that was so ziploc that embodied the spirit and the strength of every ziploc bag (laughs) and that was straight
0: shooters brought to you by ziploc (laughs) do you know what i weirdly think is that i think we should introduce the topic
1: yeah i mean this is the
0: latest we've ever done the first
1: segment which i think is actually really funny in a return to form yeah so but i do think it's appropriate now to sort of get into the topic and i actually nori i would love for you to give us some backstory as to how we got to this topic today
3: Well, I, uh, George asked me, you know, very last minute, um, to (laughs) come up with a topic and, you know, I'm very busy as we all know. I'm Uh doing a lot of stuff, deals, movies, um, movie deals. Mm -hmm. And so didn't really have time. So I thought, okay, wait a second. You know, I'm pretty unprepared, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, kind of feels queer-coded. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. So would it be straight culture to be overprepared? It's very the personal is political. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: You notice you were doing something and then you thought to yourself,
3: well, oh. this is part of a rich history of queerness. <laughs> Absolutely. And it helps if you're a narcissist, because yeah. then you're like, oh if I'm feeling this way, everyone is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: hmm I think So many people fail on this podcast because they forget to put themselves into the topic. Yeah, George, name the top five people who failed on this podcast.
0: Max Witter. No, I do think you know, I I do think often people go broad because they're like they're intimidated by the concept of straight culture. You know, because they they think they think they have to say something profound. It's 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 like asking someone like, "What's the problem with the Democratic Party?" And suddenly they think they have to overthink things. And
1: it's like, no, it's just Chuck Schumer. So we think what you did is so brave and so smart. Where wow, thank you. You drew from personal experience.
0: Not a lot of people are brave enough to do that.
3: I appreciate that. I think for me, a lot of the inspiration comes from work because I feel like um, as a queer person, I mean, I have a very improv heart. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just think life is improv. It's kind of like, like I, you know, I feel like I have the the goods to kind of like meet the moment Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. so sometimes i just don't really like prepare at work and i notice that a lot of um and this is going to get intersectional i do apologize because this is going to get a little intersectional
0: and thank you for apologizing okay yeah okay
3: because i know that that's you know
0: we're not yeah we're kind of undecided on intersectionality exactly exactly
3: and so at work i feel like a lot of the cis women i work with are like who are straight right are like overly prepared to a point of like insanity of like I'm like, how would you even I'm like, (laughs) why would you even need why it feels performative almost in a way where I'm like, why you don't even need to write why would you write that down? Mm -hmm. That's like, we don't we would never need to know that in the future. And so sometimes it makes me feel, and this is this is where it gets intersectional, a little dysphoric because I'm like am I a wo- am I a woman because oh. I'm right it's in those moments where I'm like oh I don't feel I, I feel so separate from the cis women in my office yeah and then I'm like oh wait a second do they think I'm a man because are, are all the men kind of like because you know straight men very yeah very um classically very famously you know kind incompetent of wing it yeah they're just like yeah, yeah whatever the fuck like so it's funny because those moments I'm like, interesting. Is this like straight or is it gender? Is it obviously race has a lot to do with being prepared or unprepared? I don't know.
0: Yeah, it it really can go both ways because on the one hand, y- y- you know, bisexual you argue- people.
3: What when you said go both ways? Yes, I forgot bisexual people. Is <laughs> <'Cause> that
0: what <laughs> yeah. you said? That's what you said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I I was first going to call you out on Sorry. erasing bisexual people. Yeah, but it's also like. Being overprepared is, I guess, a response to feeling like you have to go above and beyond because you are traditionally not heard. Exactly. So to, in the traditional cis-normative lean-in framework, it's very much like women are always o- overprepared. Mm-hmm. Women take notes at the meetings. Exactly. And men don't have to do that because society is on their side. And this is in a world where everyone is cis, straight,
3: white, you know, there's only two kinds of people. Thank God. Man and man. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> is that what you're saying? I'm sorry. Wait, what did you say? You said, you're like, there's a world where everyone's cis, white, straight. Yeah. And I was like, okay, sounds pretty nice, right? Is that, <laughs> that where we're going? No.
0: No, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, with, and I'm like, this is this like imaginary world that like a business book would have you believe exists. Okay. Right. But that then they haven't taken into account all other intersecting. Systems of oppression. Yes. And so now we get to a point where it's like, well, maybe being prepared is not something marginalized people do. It's something a very specific kind of marginalized person does, that person being cis women.
3: I would agree with everything you're saying because the more I think about it, there are other intersectional people in the room who, in a stereotypical way, you would think, oh, because they're so marginalized. They must be very prepared because they don't have as many opportunities, whatever, whatever foundation for why certain people prepare. Some people don't prepare. Mm-hmm. But then I think about it and there's people in the room who are extremely, by all accounts, quote unquote, marginalized who wing it. So so when it comes to levels of power, they might have yeah. the least amount of power in that room, but they're also winging it. I see. So I I want I feel like we actually it's time to break apart this Possible stereotype that marginalized people are overprepared.
1: Well, I think there's a cis white straight women Mm. are so close to the power that I think there's something where they feel that if they play, if they like buy into it and be overprepared, they will maybe one day receive the full benefits of the power. And cis white gays as well. And cis gays as well. And I feel maybe the more like other marginalized people yeah. are far enough away that they kind of think it's bullshit and won't prepare. So cis white women and cis white gays are like,
0: oh, I see. I'm marginalized. But if I just prepare, that should really kind of... I'm uh, right on the edge. Set me right over. Yeah. yeah that, like That's like, so oh, smart. I Yeah, sure. I can like make the, the slide deck. Yeah. But then if you're farther away, then you're like, well, I'm not going to try 15 times as hard just to get the same result so I might as well wing it
3: that makes a lot of sense at least with cis white women who are straight because so much of me being quick and like with it Mm -hmm. is is part of that is being raised othered in my community and having to develop those skills as a way to compensate for the otheredness and so I feel like when I say like, oh, I have the skills to meet the moment, I don't need to be like overly prepared because I, in the moment I can be quick and learn and whatever, whatever. That still comes from a place of having to be better. Yeah. Having to be better. But I feel like with, with, if you're grown up, if you grew up in a way where you're not othered in that way, I, I feel like that there's so, that is a variable in there somewhere, I think.
0: Well, it's also like if you grow up and are constantly getting rewarded for preparing in this particular way it's like well you prepared for your you know to get into college and you prepared and did well in your first internship then you prepared and did well in your first job out of college then it's just like okay this is a form of thinking it's like it's cause and effect like the more i prepare the better i do Mm. but what you're pointing to is like you're also prepared just in a different way it's more like it it, it's it's like a, a more of learning to act in a certain way um, well, at any given moment,
3: I feel like I learned at some point in my life, I learned that no one knows what they're doing. Like, I feel like I learned. Yes. at a, I don't know when that happened. I, I'd have to think about it. But it's like at some point I was like, oh, everyone's making this up. No one knows what they're doing. And it's all acting. And so, like, you can really perform in an, in an office setting. There's ways to perform diligence mm-hmm. and like, you know, whatever. And I feel like some people don't understand that. And so they're actually, or maybe they're performing too. Maybe maybe they're performing. I don't know. But it's like, it's kind of like, no one knows what they're doing. Everyone's winging it. Like, you know.
1: This is very, I want to say, sociology professors found dead in a ditch.
3: Um.
2: <laughs> is that a saying? Oh,
3: uh, <laughs> oh it's, it is now. What, are you going to stop us? Oh, this is a classic sociology professor dead-in-a-ditch situation.
0: (laughs) It's like, like, what? (laughs) Oh, come on. You get it. Okay, that's where you draw the line? That's where (laughs) you draw the line?
1: Uh, What does uh, it mean? It's (laughs) just (laughs) like...
0: It's like you're being a sociology professor you're, better than an actual sociology you're taking professor. Taking their jobs
1: and therefore yeah. they're oh. dying, and therefore they're dead in the ditch. I killed them. Yeah. yeah. Well, the lack of you know the lack of a social safety net is what killed them when they they're lost their job. For,
0: yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They're looking for jobs in academia. Meanwhile, you come out and do their job better than them on a gay podcast.
3: But I didn't physically kill them.
0: No, but the systems did. (laughs) It depends. Again, it depends on how implicated you are in the system is the thing. Like you're trying to distance yourself from what you did. (laughs) (laughs) Because in your mind, you're like, well, I'm not like the other like I'm not like the other people that kill sociology professors. I'm just a girl. (laughs) I'm just a
3: girl. Thinking. Thinking out loud. Thinking out loud. Ziploc. Girls who think out loud.
0: It's um, rather than having girls who code or like you know coding with Carly Class, your thing is just teaching girls to think,
3: just non-specific, think out, specifically out loud. Please, oh, out loud. please don't forget the last part. Yeah, I want yeah. you to think out loud, and I'm going to write Zip it down. Walk. I'm going to yeah. write it down, and I'm going to take those ideas and then pitch them and to pitch Netflix them. with Megan. hmm She's she's nice. People don't know that. Well, she nice zo- to you because you're, I feel meeting. like you
0: and her have a relationship that's very like hacks, like you're you're <laughs> Ava in hacks and they assigned you to Meghan Markle. They're like, you need a comedy writer.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, did we go to Vegas? Do I follow her around? Do we yeah. have this kind of uh, like mentor, mentee, like
0: psychosexual, f-
3: psychosexual fighter fuck like like yep. energy? Yes. <laughs> okay. But it's not like hacks. I don't like that you it's not anything. Oh, it's like not hacks. like that. It's You're not like hacks. Okay. No. Okay. No. <laughs> does she have a residency at one of the big hotels on the strip and she does this mm-hmm. she does a comedy set? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it will she, no, like well, she does
0: it's nothing like that. Well, she does she
3: lip syncs her own
0: Oprah interview every night for a Vegas audience.
1: That's,
3: then people pay a lot
1: and of money. a for lot it. of money for that. I mean, let's they be completely honest. I would pay a shit ton of money for that. Same.
3: Yes. And who plays Oprah? Trixie Mattel. Trixie Mattel. <laughs> and it's it's one of those RuPaul situations where it's a little bronzer. It's just bronzer. There's nothing more. It's not bad. It's right. just a little bronzer. No, it's it's not, just it's bronzer. Not
1: technically, yeah.
3: It's just bronzer. And a fat suit. <laughs> and That's all it is. That's all it is. But people want to make a, make a big deal about it.
0: People are always trying to make, and, and then it falls on you to write, right? the, you know, to, like, address it as her writer.
3: And the moment there's any controversy, it's, oh, I didn't write it. She is so sneaky. It's yep. crazy. Mm-hmm. And where's Harry in all of this? <laughs> I was literally about to say, <laughs> where's, saying, where's Harry?
1: Harry? in all of this? I mean, I don't know. I don't <laughs> He's certainly
0: not in Vegas. He's back in Santa Barbara.
3: No, he's the understudy for Trixie Mattel for Oprah. <laughs> he's putting on a fat suit. He's he bronzing it
0: up. He keeps poisoning
1: Trixie because he
3: wants he to have his moment in the wants That
1: moment. Yeah, Trixie's been in the hospital for months. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, because
1: she keeps being poisoned. Trixie is dying.
3: <laughs> <laughs> She's on her last leg. Literally dying, <laughs> and no one believes that it it's Prince Harry because. Of his royal privilege, but it's him, and I know it. It it.
0: He's doing Munchausen by proxy because he's taking care of Trixie in the hospital. He goes and gets her soup every day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He brings her snacks. He then posts. He posts like selfies, Mm -hmm. and it's like Trixie with um, what's it called? Going in her nose. Uh, Those tubes, uh, tubes, (laughs) those little (laughs) tubes, (laughs) those little tubes. Mm -hmm. And he's posting selfies, and he's like. My girl is going to get through this. She's been through so much before. And then Trixie's mouthing, help me. But then he turns off the camera.
3: And you know where we're back to? Terry Terry Shivo. We're (laughs) back to Terry Shivo and we found our way back. We found (laughs) our way back there. Oh my God. The
0: original Glamour Girl. The original Glamour (laughs) Girl. And if you don't get that reference, then turn this podcast Mm -hmm. off right Mm -hmm. the fuck now. And go listen to Nori's other episode of this podcast. Because you need to know your history. You need to know your history. And if you don't get that Terry Schiavo was the first Glamour Girl and how that, in fact, put our podcast in a completely new direction
1: when that was posited, then you don't deserve to be listening to this. And if you don't, like, start crying right now at how we actually got back to that... Then, like, you need to like check in with yourself and like read a poem or something because you are so out of touch with your emotional side. It's like kind of dark. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. You dark. need
1: to go
0: read a poem right now because there needs to be there needs to be a thing, you know, a kind of like an epipen when, you, but like for when you're not in touch with your emotional side, where you open a, a,
1: a an emergency poem. That's definitely oh. something like a library would do on like National Poem Day. <laughs>
3: yes. We can I ask a question? Yes. Wait, what's the vibe in New York right now? In what capacity? Like, what's the vibe?
1: Yeah.
0: No, that's a good question.
1: Um, Private. Mm. You think so? I think everyone's in their little holes. I think everyone's like kind of keeping secrets. That's kind of what I feel like the vibe is, actually. It does feel like
0: everyone is finding their place. Interesting. I would say there's a sort of... I'm very aware of the spaces I'm meant to be in and the spaces I'm not meant to be in. Mm. And maybe that goes back to private, too. It's like, there's not a lot of exploring.
3: Interesting. Yeah. What's the vibe in L.A.? Um, I would say, like, like quietly traumatized.
2: Right. Mm. I feel like
3: everyone's, like, very much, like... I feel like everyone's doing their best to just, like, be... Just to keep their... Because there's, there's no other choice... Other than just to like keep living our lives and do our little silly, all of the silly things that we do. But I feel like there is a lot of like trauma. I feel like everyone's just kind of, yeah, it's a little.
0: Bubbling under the surface, perhaps.
3: Yeah, there's a lot bubbling under the surface. And it's weird because summer is coming slash here and it's. Mm-hmm. um. I know you guys. You guys were talking about summer and in your intro. Yeah. yeah,
0: because to me, that actually what you're describing felt like summer 2021.
3: Yeah, we're well. We're always behind you. I feel like we're we're always just like one year. Behind I didn't want to say guys. it. One year.
0: Yeah. yeah. I do feel like for us, summer 21 was failed cliff girl summer. Mm. Yeah. Going in, wanting to be a cliff girl, then accidentally tripping, and then yeah. this summer we've learned from our mistakes. Whereas you guys potentially have not learned from your mistakes yet.
3: Yeah, because I still I still am having conversations with people. who are like, yes, yeah, like summer's here. We're gonna like, and it's like, mm. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> like like what do you mean? Like no, honey, like summer's not here. Like we're, I don't know. I don't want to get too dark. I I, I have a tendency no. to get too I I sometimes get too too dark, and that's I think that's my issue. But it is dark here. That. It's a little dark. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, there's always an undercurrent of darkness in LA. Always. Yeah. and I say that as a Classic. lover of LA I'm not like one of those people who hates LA but it is just an undercurrent of darkness I mean it is a
3: city built on failed dreams two words viper room <laughs> as soon as you said that my mind immediately was like oop the viper room <laughs> yeah
0: I yeah. mean can think that's like literally the most evil sounding location on the planet absolutely want to go to the viper room
3: uh, no, no I would rather
0: stay alive thank thanks. you
3: thanks and who, who's the premier owner? Johnny Depp Really? Yeah Yeah R-ro. R-ro. Anyways We don't have to go yeah. there We do not have to go there um, Unless you want to No I mean, Not, not really. really No We don't want
1: to I don't really want to I mean I could I don't care No <laughs> I'm not a baby No no, no, no. <laughs> Right we could definitely like I just wanted listeners to know like we could go there
0: Yeah But,
3: but we don't But I, I honestly agree I don't want to yeah. yeah,
0: but we, but like, we're not going to because we respect our listeners too much. Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I am. Uh, you're making me think more deeply about the vibe in New York. I am like desperately like racking my brain and trying to figure it out. Well, I, I think uh, there's a there's a bit of a, I think a I want to say like a, a shedding like a something feels not to like bring up like vibe shift article or whatever, but there does feel like the things three years ago that I liked, I'm not liking anymore. And I don't know, like, I feel there's a newness coming. I feel like certain lighting styles and restaurants are being a little bit different. And like, yes, I'm seeing things where I'm like, okay. Like I, in a way that I kind of like where I'm like, Oh, time is moving in a good way. This, this too shall pass.
0: I love the shedding of skin. You're absolutely Mm. right. Like, It's like, you know, again, not to, it's the most obvious example, but like the aesthetic of like bare Scandinavian chic white and, and wood with a little cactus is over. Yeah. And so it's a wild, wild west for what's coming after that. Yeah. Separately, everyone is dressing like,
2: uh,
0: like, a a, a literal court jester in a way I have not seen. It is, and not just that, but like, it is people who, I'm sorry, but people I am friends with and know intimately who two years ago dressed normal (laughs) and are now dressing (laughs) like a court jester. It's like, they they were young, they grew up, they found their style, they were ready. Cut to
1: now, suddenly, court jester. (laughs) I think people are... Throwing noodles at the wall because no one knows what it's going to be what's actually going to be the look So right now it's almost a brainstorm phase as a collective Yes, and in fact, I, I, I
0: want to even um, <laughs> Take back what I said I know court jester has become kind of a meme in in our in our sister podcast let's Teresa So I don't want to claim that for us. <laughs> so I'm trying to think like what is another Description it's it's like I mean I have already said that it is limited to girl It's like girl who shops at limited two.
3: Yeah would, like, Harlequin be a word? I don't know, like, from what I'm seeing. <laughs>
0: I think <Carly> Quinn. <laughs> Harley Quinn.
3: Harley <laughs> Quinn.
0: I think it actually literally is Harley Quinn. That is the new style.
3: Because what I'm, 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 you know, I'm famously always on TikTok. And it's, like, there, I, I follow, like, there's, like, an account that's just, like, what people are wearing in New York or whatever. It's, like, whatever. Yeah. And the stuff that I'm, it's just, like, the most insane layering that you've ever seen in your life. Like, the layering that people are doing is psychotic it's insane yeah it's psychotic yeah
0: there's almost something where like we should not have popularized fashion it should have remained an elitist institution (laughs) (laughs) like just have the couture houses and if you're if you're a vanderbilt you can buy a dress (laughs) yes (laughs) everyone
3: else just owns like two things and they have to just keep wearing
1: them
0: yeah
3: yeah
1: Yeah. we need to have government mandated sacks (laughs) Yeah. And if, yeah, sure. If you're really rich, if you're an oil baron, you get to wear a shirt (laughs) and you're going to look, you're going to slay the runway. But if you're just a person, wear your sack and don't think of yourself as special. Right.
0: And also, can I say something? We need to bring back supermodels. Not (laughs) everyone can be a model. Oh my God. Thank you. And, and I do, first of all, just to be clear, like, I, I'm not saying that in the sense of like the beauty standards and the, and the and and everything like that. Like, the supermodels themselves can be all different kinds of people.
3: However, there needs to be seven of them. Absolutely. It can't be everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Because at this point, I feel like everyone is a model. Yeah. It's and not a very good one. And not a good one. <laughs> no.
1: Well, it's a fracturing of all culture, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, it's like if everyone is a model for the budget brand, who is left? To model the couture.
3: <laughs> I like this is what I mean by like my life became a little bit less relatable is that Bratz, the like doll company, like made me into a Bratz doll.
0: Okay, that's actually crazy. I it, saw isn't that. Insane. That was actually amazing. They literally
3: was, like the people It was a
0: cute, it was a cute Bratz doll too.
3: Yeah. And the people who run the like who like are a big part of the company, like saw me perform and were like, oh, like we're like obsessed with you. Like, do you want to be a bratz doll? And I was like, what? And so they did it. And it's funny because this is a little bit related to what you're saying. I'm not just bringing this up out of nowhere. I, I Maybe I am. I don't know. But it was funny because this goes, this this ties into like everyone's a model, like everyone's mm-hmm. a model or whatever. Online, the comments were like, because it was their like best performing post or something like ever. Like it was like, they're like, they're like going crazy, talking, talking to me how crazy it was. I was looking at the comments and at first it was like, pretty normal it was like oh my god like finally some representation like so happy or like oh my god a a brad that finally looks like me i'm so 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 like proud or like stuff and then i i scrolled further down and then it was like and this is true that i'm not making this up it was like no (laughs) flat ass big tummy Yes oh, my. oh but it was complimentary <laughs> But they were meaning it as like a compliment oh,
0: I kind of thought you would get to a point where eventually it was like offensive
3: No they were like Being excited about the representation <laughs> of Flat ass big tummy <laughs> No And then I scrolled further down and one said No neck queen No
2: Sorry <laughs> No <laughs> Don't worry.
3: And that's when I knew That's when I realized that representation is bad And that right. it's like we're actually moving in a really Really bad direction When it comes to representation
1: <laughs> I mean That is so funny To just say something Mean with a positive
3: tone Yeah like it was like hearts And stars and like like Hard yeah. eyes like like a bunch of hard eyes but that's yeah. the thing with the
0: representation is then when you put your own being out there, then everyone is f- literally free to comment. I mean, that is part of that's part of representation is literally people making it their own. Yeah. Like now people can react to your brat stall however they see fit. Whereas if it didn't exist, you could just own your selfhood.
3: Yeah, I mean, like. Julia Shiplet has a really funny joke. I don't. I can't quote it or whatever. But it's just like about people should just be ashamed of their bodies at least like a little bit. Or yeah, like bodies are disgusting. I truly believe that, and I would like to move back in that direction.
0: I do think we are slowly <laughs> but surely going towards shame again. Good. It's gonna take a few more years.
1: I think we're gonna get there pretty quick, actually. It's really? On how these midterms go. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, brother Should we do our final segment? I think so, actually I think this has been a perfect episode of podcasting um, Once again And I'm so impressed That I just want to wrap it up and say Me too I'm, like already looking forward
0: to, I'm already looking forward to Nori's third appearance I know When I sell something She's gonna be like covered yeah. in jewels Yeah Yeah like- <laughs> Like literally uh, dressed like Queen Elizabeth with with like a lavender skirt suit and be, a brooch and a brooch. It'll be Nori's Jubilee.
3: Nori's Jubilee.
0: <laughs> like Nori a, has been in power for seventy years.
3: <laughs> like one of those like white faces like Queen Elizabeth. Like just like <laughs> yeah, powder yes. like powdered white yes. face.
0: You literally are gonna look like <laughs> Cape Blanchette in
3: Elizabeth. Yes. <laughs> like a ginger wig, like a, a yeah, rat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like <laughs> Oh, I love that. I it's like literally,
0: that. It's literally me when I sell something to Quibi. It's like I suddenly <laughs> look like
2: Quinoa.
1: <Queen> <sighs> oh, brother. Mm. Um, um, well, our final segment's called Shoutouts. And in it, we pay homage to the classic straight tradition by giving a shout out to anything that we enjoy. Pretend it's 2001. You're in Times Square at mm. TRL, shouting out to your squad back home. And now I once again ask, George. Do you have one? Damn, I was really hoping you'd have one this time. Oh, 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 oh. Mm, no. Hold
0: on. No. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, we're, gonna, we're both going to get there. Hold on. Okay. This is also our last shout out of the season, so it better be fucking good.
1: That's true. Damn. Fuck. All this pressure. I know. Okay. Damn, I wish I consumed anything ever. I know. It is... Do you Horrendous.
0: do you guys
3: like cut this out of your episode? Oh, or? Yeah, yeah. No, we're, oh we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. This
0: is all gonna be cut out. Oh, don't this worry. is
1: gonna be cut big time. <laughs> okay, I. Okay, I can. Do... Well, this one sucks, but I think that's actually beautiful. Okay, go. What's up, everybody? I want to give a huge, loud, and proud shout out to pools. I thought about this and i think pools are the best form of water i think oceans are too rough and simply too dangerous not to mention full of animals that live there i think lakes are fucking disgusting there's lake seaweed is one of the worst things on earth and i yeah the freshwater is nice but it, you're probably dealing with like boat fuel if you're in a lake just being honest here ponds you're there's sc- scum hot tubs too hot pools however if you get them to that right temperature you can they're they're multifaceted you can work out in them you can relax in them you can um feel clean in them oh when it's summer and i'm by a pool you better believe i'm not showering i'm jumping in the pool and counting it as a shower yeah counts it's got chlorine and all water should be crystal clear and all things should have chemicals in them i am pro chemical and i love my life and Woo-hoo. um all
0: right i have one what's up summer girls based on the song by haim i want to give a quick shout out to the casting director of the movie sideways i just rewatched sideways the other day And there has never been a movie with four more perfectly cast leads. I'm talking Paul Giamatti and Thomas Hayden Church's friends. I'm talking Thomas Hayden Church as kind of uh, an overgrown California dude. And then Paul Giamatti as a unsatisfied, creatively constipated writer who is getting over a divorce. And then, that's right, I save the best for last, the women. You add those to the mix, you get Virginia Madsen as kind of a perfect sophisticated uh, woman love interest who also, yeah, has her own personality. And then, last but not least, Sandra Oh in a scene-stealing performance, one of her best early performances, we're talking upper arm jewelry to signify that she's a cool girl. You do not see that anymore, folks. (laughs) Shout out to Sideways and shout out to, honestly the early 2000s movies that we all know and love.
1: Woo! Woo! And okay, Nori, whenever you are ready.
3: Um, I just want to shout out yachts. Oh, I love yachts. Oh, when you sit up a foot on that yacht. It's like, oh, finally, a home that's on the water. You have everything you need. You have a full staff, a staff that respects you, (laughs) that knows that you are wealthy and that you have lots of money and that feels really good Mm -hmm. and you can travel on your house. So your house isn't still, it goes places because you're what? Busy. I'm busy, busy, busy making a lot of money. My house needs to move. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Um, Wow. Wow.
1: That was incredible.
0: (laughs) And I totally relate to that, Nori. I love being on a right. yacht.
1: Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing like being on your own yacht. Because even when I'm on my friend's yachts, it's like the staff just doesn't respect you in the same way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's you just can tell. It's a subtle but real difference.
0: And I love being a host. I love having ah! people on my yacht so that I can like, you know, I have planned everything. I have activities. We have hors d'oeuvres. You know, and listen... I call my staff by their first name. I <gasps> wow. like they're part of the family. Oh my god. And so and you know I introduce them to my friends. They're you know we're, we're chatting. Like it's it doesn't even feel like there's any kind of power dynamic.
1: Yeah, I mean, I used to, but then like they started to take advantage of it. Too one of my staff. Yeah, they were yeah. like in the hot tub and I was like I'm sorry, but you, that's for my family family. Yeah. Like one time my staff
0: mm-hmm. was taking a lunch break and I was like, "Well, that's not that's kind of what we do." Like it's like <laughs> We're talking about a family table, but that's more of like literally chosen family in that I have chosen them. Yeah. So So, you have to be careful, I guess. Yeah. It's
1: more of a it's more of a hiring issue. Yeah. With that being said, happy
0: summer to all (laughs) and happy forgetful girl summer. We hope everyone is able to bask in feeling overwhelmed, bask in feeling like. You know, you have one call coming in your phone while someone's shouting at you from one block away while you're going into the subway and losing service while you're missing a meeting and while you're also meeting your boyfriend Jake's parents.
1: (laughs) And um, this actually is not our last episode because next week we have Ernest and So that's right. That's right. So see you then. But that'll be more of an epilogue. Yeah. (laughs) So So, are you mad
0: at us? I just. Sorry. I just. You're the last guest. Last guest, (laughs) though. Okay. Next week is just me and Sam answering listener questions. Oh, thank God. Okay, sorry.
1: Cool. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We can talk about this offline. Yeah, I actually have to pee so bad, which is such a fitting end. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.